What up, what up, what up? What's happening, y'all? This is the Fire This Time Podcast. You know what it is, episode 57. Yes, sir, and my name is Sonny Toure. And I'm Akita G. And once again, we are back to give you this fire. This is the Fire This Time Podcast, and we are definitely glad to have you with us again. Um, As usual, you know, we're going to give you something to keep the heat going and burning in your bones. And so... Um, without further ado, you know, let's get it done. Let's get to it. So as y'all know, this is the second week now of Black August, uh, August 8th. And uh, once again, we are celebrating or really honing back in on, uh, reflecting on what it means to resist, what it means to defend and uh, advocate for political prisoners. You know, black resistance. And, uh, you know. Keep on reflecting and building towards a black nation. That's definitely what's up. And, uh, you know, we're especially going to talk about that, Some, you know, an issue that captures all three of those things uh, mm-hmm. when we talk about Matulu Shapur at the end of today's episode or towards the end of today's episode. Uh, a political prisoner who was part of the Republic of New Africa, you know, and is locked up currently for his advocation and resistance towards building uh, a sovereign black nation One by that, any means necessary by any means necessary you know and, so, and, uh, and that, you know from our point of view that's the one way that we're going to protect and you know mm-hmm. and really push our interests as black people as new Africans land independence and self defense baby yeah that's <laughs> what we got that's what we got to be for so we're going to talk about Matulu Shakur and about uh where his uh, case or his imprisonment stands currently and mm-hmm. the, the movement for his freedom. We're definitely going to come back around to that. We also got a few more issues, uh, such as uh, some new updates on the case involving the murder. We'll say the police murder. You watch mainstream news, they're going to say the killing. Yeah. We're going to say the murder. Yeah. Of Breonna Taylor. They'll say she should be alive now, right? Yeah. You know, the <laughs> federal government, you know, DOJ can say she should be waking up you yeah. know today she should have woke up what march 14th or march 13th regularly yeah, yeah. 20 uh, was it 2020 yeah, yeah. she should have woke up march 13th 2020 regularly you, you know, know what i'm saying sleep in her eye and some funky breath <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's how right. you're supposed to wake up she woke up though right so we're gonna come back around and talk about that real quick we're gonna start off today's uh episode talking about something a little bit more uh less serious but still serious you know, and, and uh, what it entails, mm-hmm. but a little bit more pop culture, you know, uh, a little bit. But Terrell Owens, you know, I just see we both saw a video. I can yeah. yeah. of Terrell Owens, uh, by all appearances, minding his black ass business, minding his black ass business, <laughs> minding his business. As, as far as any regular person <laughs> could tell, you know, this man was minding his black ass. He wasn't business. even being classic Terrell. Like, he wasn't being, you know, flamboyant, loud Terrell. He was just being regular. So he did something. It, it Maybe some driving maneuver. or so, He was minding his black-ass business. And we know, <laughs> we know what white Cairns can feel about that. We've yeah. seen it with the, the brother that was watching birds. Yeah. <laughs> a year or two ago. <laughs> he was bird-watching. You know, Karen thre- felt threatened. Felt threatened. Like him bird-watching. He can't look at nature now. Terrell Owens is uh, driving, and uh, he comes into some altercation with a Karen. You know. And... Uh, don't take much with Karen. It don't take much, Aki. Karen ended up calling the police on Terrell. 
T.O. As we affectionately know him as. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, all this, she's yelling out all this crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really trying to get this man locked up, murdered. Talk. You know, uh, or, or just, I mean, trying to set the scene. You know what I'm saying? She's relying on certain American traditions, Aki. Exactly. To set the scene. Go on to tell the people more about what you heard and, and what scene she was trying to set, Aki. I'm going to piggyback off what you just said right there. Relying on regular American old older sentiment. What they gotta remember is this. We got cameras now. And Karen's are terrible actors. Like she was just throwing out all types of shit out the blue. You know what I'm saying? Shit that didn't have nothing to do with the whole situation. Um it was random. You know, to some extent, all Karen sounded like it's annoying. It was a little bit of semi-crying going on in there. You know, but the acting was terrible. You, They don't even play it off good, you know, these days now. And we got cameras, you know. Um, now, one, now, one thing she said was, th- and she said this in full view, full earshot of the police, who's trying to talk to both of them. Mm-hmm. She said to T.O., to you're a black man approaching a white woman. <laughs> this is what she shrieked at him. Now, think about the implications behind that. She's re- what is she? she? She's relying on American tradition, I kid. Straight, straight. Uh, what is that? Southern white, uh, whatever you want to call it. Aristocracy, white womanhood. just yeah, just oh, that's that's that colonial white womanhood, man. Right when we yeah. when we talk about Victorian age type thinking, you know oh man. And there was a reason why our colonizer, the West, the white America, mm-hmm. whatever name you want to, you know what I'm saying? We we know what you're talking about. But uh, the reason that they constructed this pure white womanhood mm-hmm. that needed to be protected from the savage black beast. I mean, we're talking about what's at the heart of uh, colonial thinking and, and the practice of colonialism. Yeah, this is going to the primitive level. Yeah. Primitive level of, you know what I'm saying? It's always... Uh, that's always been an aspect, or they use that aspect in it, you know, to save the white woman, the pure white woman from the negative rapist, black Negro, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But like I say, we got cameras now. <laughs> you know, back in the day, if she would have said that about Terrell, he'd have been hanging. Oh, yeah. yeah. If this has been 56, 45, he'd have been hanging on that right there. He'd have been hanging. From a tree. But, you know what I'm saying? We got cameras now, and I tell folks to use them. You know, I'm glad he had that. Because everybody can see that was obviously some bullshit. And the real messed up thing about it is, weird to say it, white folks sort of like Terrell. So, and he was in his own neighborhood. Yeah. So this is the story from a Medium article uh, entitled, You're a Black Man Approaching a White Woman, Ex-NFL Superstar. <laughs> Got into a heated argument with a quote-unquote Karen. This was written by Cornardo James on August 5th. So uh, just some details on it. Uh, that would be an awesome T-shirt, by the way. <laughs> I'm a black man approaching a white woman. I'm doing that shit. <laughs> on Wednesday, August 3rd, Owens uploaded an 11-minute video, him having a heated conversation with a white woman in his neighborhood. In the video, you can hear the white woman telling the police that Owens rolled down his window and started harassing me. Owen said, I'm driving to my mailbox. He's telling me I'm speeding, telling me to slow down. Now, he he, he really can't be speeding that fast. Yeah. If you're able to say, <laughs> you know, begin a combo with him. 
Uh, the woman accused Owens of running the stop sign, nearly hitting her, and then approaching her in, aggress in an aggressive manner. <laughs> I asked him to slow down. He got out of his car and started harassing me. Then things got super heated. Uh, she broke down. I'm, I'm kind of skipping around. She broke down in tears in front of the police and then went on a rant. She said, you didn't have to get out of your fucking car. You're a black man approaching a white woman. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. And then and then Cornardo goes on to say, for those not aware, there was a time when black men got in a lot of trouble whenever they approached or even looked at a white woman. Think about Emmett Till in what, 54, 55, something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. 54, shoot. It's shit. He would have, Terrell would have been hanging. Yeah, yeah. He would have been from the tree. And then, and then Owens posted the video with a caption, Karen is real. <laughs> wow, just a normal night of being a black man in America. I want to say I can't believe it, but you all know what it is. Man. 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 Summed it up. You know, I remember a video of a, uh, a non-celebrity black man, and this mm -hmm. is where, who it usually occurs to, mm -hmm. right? He was walking up behind some apartments, it seemed like, and a white lady's on her porch, maybe a townhome, mm -hmm. on her porch. And older white, like elderly, damn near, start yelling out rape, like that, as if she was being raped by a black man walking in mm. the back of her apartment. Wow! And he just, and thankfully, he's recording the whole incident. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He was just going where he needed to go. He you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, she's back there sipping her probably uh, iced tea. You know what I'm saying? Whatever she was back there doing, and uh, started yelling out rape. So you know, this this is the. Uh, you know, you know white women know what type of ammunition they got in they satchel. Yeah. They know they know what kind of arrows they got in their quiver. You know, the problem is, DJ, like I say, man, we got cameras. Everybody walking around with a phone in their goddamn hand. And, you know, they, they got common enough sense now to pull it out and use it. Mm -hmm. You look like a fool when you just sitting on the front porch saying, right, 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 but I'm all the way in the street. Right. What did I do? You know, so. And we really lost ancestors. Yeah. Just that, yeah. We lost a lot of we lost a lot then, of people, and then white women just laughing about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that woman can go like to that's I think that should be a law, like based on the history of it in America, the false accusations of black men, or, or for, for looking. Sometimes it wasn't even a rape, Aki. It was just the looking. I mean, they got it was, you killed. It was normally not the rape. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, you're not, right. Normally, it wasn't the rape. talking about even without a rape accusation. Yeah, without even a rape accusation. Yeah, I mean. It was it, just a straight eyeball. And me too. I mean, you you transgressing against <laughs> the mores of white society. That's wild shit right there. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got killed off, off like we already know, through the image a lie. Just straight up off a lie. He was black. He was light-skinned. He had curly hair, and he wore glasses. The That's brother, Sonny, right there. The brothers in the, uh, well, I came with Central Park Five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Central Park Five. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, they got same thing. And then you got certain black feminists like Bell Hooks talking about uh, they're engaged in a. I don't remember the exact word that she used, but talk about how those black boys at the Central Park Five were engaged in some type of sex ritual violent sex ritual you know what i'm saying so there's those amongst us that go along with those narratives they always ritualize our shit like i mean just ritualize shit when it comes to men like like we really are in the woods having seances and doing this shit anyway oh, yeah. yeah plenty of black men and women that coincide with that american tradition and that's really 
the calling card or the ticket, how you get your ticket stamped mm-hmm. to integrate as much as you can as a person of color uh, into this into this colonial white society. Part of how you get your ticket stamped, Aki, is going along with whatever contemporary theories or strategies to keep black people, especially black men, in their place. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always about keeping black men at the end of the day in their place. So yeah, we gotta keep that fighting spirit against that bullshit. You know how that go. Aki. You know how that go. So uh, let's talk uh, now. Move on to uh, Breonna Taylor. Yeah, yeah. So our sister killed back in 2020. Uh, and uh, just recently, when we talked about her case and her murder previously on the podcast back in 2020. Yeah. Uh, we had an episode. Uh, one second. We had an episode on July 6th, 2020, called Land Grab, Gentrification, Colonialism, and Black Fatherhood. That's the day we had Trey come yeah. and sit in. Uh, yeah. But also, this is episode six. We discussed the connection between Breonna Taylor's murder and gentrification in, this, in the city of Louisville. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check out more about that backstory, that history, we covered it uh, at that time. But we also mentioned back then that the police were uh, collaborating with the city to gentrify this location, right? Yeah. Uh, which means, you know, we want the re- we, we're trying to get the residents. We're trying to punish the yeah. residents that we don't want there. Get rid of the residents. Right. Drive and, them out. And part of that strategy entailed some white officers, male and female, but all of them white, just now recently getting charged for the bogus uh, uh, search warrant yeah. uh, that they put together based it, on evidence that they knew was false. Knew it was false. We went over that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we even talked about, I think they approached some type of shipping company, maybe FedEx or yeah. the U.S. Postal Service. Even they said, no, nah, nothing suspicious is going on here. Yeah, ain't no mail going there. But uh, these crackers did what they do. Mm-hmm. And they got, they put that search warrant through, sent them soldiers, them white cracker soldiers in there them yeah. pigs in there and uh we know what we, we know what transpired yeah it ended in brown and taylor's murder and conveniently you know what i'm saying never mind we know what happened yeah so uh so yeah i mean what we're seeing now like we said the officers getting charged are not even officers that were on the scene of the murder we talking yeah. about motherfuckers that was in the office yeah these are motherfuckers who set the shit up to make it go down right you know um, Shiesty police politics As usual um, Sometimes people think it's restricted to the large cities But it go down in the country spots too In the southern, in the southern cities And things of that such nature So you know um, It's just you know It's nothing new under the sun We call it this shit You know um, Maybe there's gotta be a lesson You know for the people Be more vigilant And aware understanding that you know, at the end of the day, the biggest gang is the pigs. You know, they the biggest gang. They roll together, they stick together, they got heat, they control territory, all that. They do gangster shit. That's what they do. And they'll they'll use the system to their ability to hinder a Negro in, even if they even niggas themselves. So, um, New African people, black people, just be aware of this type of stuff. We know it go on, but some of us get a little naive and think it ain't like that no more and then get a surprise, you know? 
Yeah. It don't help that we got people surrounding that case who I know we abhor. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Benjamin Crump. Uh, he was, man looking, was looking shaky. Yeah, there. he was looking shaky up there. He had, he had a, a skinny body, but a fat ass head and neck. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with him. Uh, but anyways, you know he show up wherever there's some uh, misdirection or money to, to be, be exchanged. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and of course he he's involved in this case. And uh, I think he said there was a press conference where you know Breonna Taylor's mother spoke to justice being served. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benjamin Crump got up there and said, this is uh, black women getting equal, equal justice in America or something along those lines. You know what I'm saying? What, what the hell is that? I don't know. Like, you know what? I ain't even going to touch that. I ain't even going to touch that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, much, power <laughs> and, much power and blessings to Breonna Taylor's family. Yeah, shout outs to her family. You I definitely say that. Uh, you know, and I'm glad I'm glad that she got justice in some form. May not have been the full justice that I would want from my, you know, personally, but I'm glad she got justice in some form. You know. Um, and if her family is appeased, you know, what can I say? They may not be appeased. They may want to go a little further with it. And if they do, I'm all for that. You know what I'm saying? No, I think you know, they already as far as the state charges and you know what I'm saying the charges for the police and that actually killed her mm-hmm. that already got settled yeah I, you know yeah. what I'm saying like there was a cash settlement remember they they said we're gonna send some white officers into some community programs <laughs> give them a, I, give yeah. them stipends to live in the black community and not shit. even to li- yeah to live but also to attend some you know some community organizations you know and uh we already blasted that. Go listen to episode six. You want our opinion on that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was bullshit right there. We had a moment on that. We had a moment on that. So yeah, but, um, you know, our final segment for today, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more uh, more about Matulu Shakur, yeah, and know. political prisoner. So going to kick things off, Aki. Uh, well, first of all, just to give a shout out to this week's fire. You know, today is Matulu Shakur's birthday. Right, you know, born in nineteen fifty. Um, in Baltimore, Maryland. You know what I'm saying? He was an East Coaster. That's, you know, that's what's popping in these streets, you know? Brother been incarcerated for over 30 years, for sure. Um, been denied, you know what I'm saying? Probation and, 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 uh, you know, things like nine times, you know? Stalwart New African Revolutionary. Original member of the Republic of New Africa. Member of the Black Legionnaire, or the New African Legionnaire, which was the military wing. Um, Affiliated to the Black Liberation Army. Affiliated to All People's Party, or All African People's Party. You know, um, a solid revolutionary. You know, um, most of us know him through his stepson, um, Tupac Shakur, you know. But those revolutionaries, you know what I'm saying, who know the lineage of Tupac and respect that lineage also know the um, the legacy of, of that name Shakur. Shakur has carried a strong name in the Black Liberation Movement. And this brother right here has been fighting diligently still behind bars for 30 years you know what i'm saying to make sure um 
that revolution stays alive, that the people still fight, that the people still go, you know. Um, and he ain't just, you know, saying some, um, you know, book peddling type, you know. No, he he the real deal revolutionary. You know, not only was that, he was a healer. This man used acupuncture to cure brothers from drug addiction, brothers and sisters from drug addiction. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, he was also a fighter. You know, he was in the New Bethel incident in 69 in Detroit where there was over 800 rounds fired into a church. And his brother was one of the 100 combatants that fought off that 800-round assault on there where they brought tanks out there and shit. You know, he was in that. He was released because, you know, they couldn't hold nothing on him. You know, been under surveillance of the FBI for over 12 years. His surveillance go back to 69. They didn't catch his brother until 1987. You know, a true underground revolutionary. You know, this is why he gets respect all over the movement. You know, um, like I say, we know him through his son, Tupac. I'm looking at his poster right now, right behind our key. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he kept the new African vision alive and sort of took it into the future. Um, you know, also come from a hell of a mama too, Afeni Shakur, you know what I'm saying? Defending herself and other Black Panthers. On trial, Panther 21, New York City. She didn't have no law education or nothing. She did that on her own Black power mind. That is sharpness. That's what this brother come from. Also related to Zaid Malik Shakur, you know what I'm saying? Who's the son of Saladin Shakur? You know your revolutionary history. You know about them brothers. That's when you start going back into the Carlos Cooks and things of that such nigga. This is the legacy brother. This brother's still alive. You know, this brother's up in those prisons right now. He didn't suffer from two strokes. He's battling glaucoma. You know what I'm saying? Got stage three bone marrow cancer. Had COVID twice. And he been denied compassionate release since 2021. And Most recently, in in, in uh, oh, he got he was denied, I think, parole or compassionate release. Most recently, I think January of this year. But you're right. I think in 2021 uh, mm-hmm. was also a big uh, rejection or denial of his release as well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, brother dealing with diabetes. You know what I'm saying. So, you know, we the in bo- Black August, y'all. Yeah, the movement is still raging on, you know what I'm saying, and picking up some pace, but, you know, it has to be sustained by us. Yeah. In terms of, you know, just a few weeks ago, there was uh, MX, an MXGM-supported uh, press conference concerning uh, his, you know, the movement for his release and the opportunities that uh, were present there. Yeah, I think they're fighting on two fronts. It seems I think one compassionate release and another is clemency. Yeah, uh, so they're they're pushing in all directions that they can, and you know, we uh, definitely got to keep that that fight going. So uh, definitely tap in with an organization like Malcolm X Grassroots Movement, mm-hmm. and uh, there's others as well. Uh, you know, uh, even the Republic of New Africa. Oh yeah, you know, uh, I definitely. mean, who who you know, Matulu was a member of. Yeah. Uh, is also, you know, keeping the fight alive for his release. You know, this is um, this is something right here um, that we definitely got to try to keep alive. You know, Black August is that month of resistance. You know, and this man right here is one of the signs of resistance. Um, he's also a childhood friend of Masada um, Shakur. You know, 
they knew each other in the early days of their revolution. You know, when they was older teenagers, young adults. So, you know, shout out to Matulu. You know, the ancestors are with you. You know what I'm saying? The people are with you. The revolutionaries that, um, and the, and, and the soon-to-be revolutionaries support you. And, like, um, they ask the question, you know, the, you know, what can we do to help? And he was like, just keep the struggle alive. Don't make what I did out here in vain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I'm up in here and I'm seeing y'all accomplishing what we, we, you know, we was trying to accomplish, then I might, you know, I might. And that's how most of the revolutionaries feel. You know, they would love to come home and see their family. This man's a grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They would love to come home and see their family and things of that such nature. But believe me, those are some solid built brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. You know? And so if we make it if we make it um worth if we gotta make it worth them, nothing's worth them being in there, but we gotta make it worth them being in there. And part of the reason why people like Matulu Shakur are locked up a galvanizing strategic leader like Matulu Shakur yeah. is because our oppressor, our colonizer, approves of the type of resistance that says, hands up, don't shoot, yeah. or Black Lives Matter. Yeah. That's not what Matulu was going for, Aki, yeah. as you know, as we know. <laughs> yeah. Matulu <laughs> was going for pushing for new Africans to establish a sovereign nation, a nation within a nation, right? Yeah. Uh, not just you know seek integration, seek this piecemeal reform. Mm-hmm. Uh, any type of coherent, logical, historical analysis, yeah, from our perspective, will show that those efforts have been foiled. Not just because of a mistaken strategy or tactic, yeah. right? Yeah, but because uh, they run contrary to how this system this white colonial capitalist system was established on its purpose you know a systematic steady attack on black people you know uh that that type of thing that make um it calls for resistance you know but Tula was dealing with this since 69 well he, he was dealing with it before 69 he was in nonviolent movements mm-hmm. and he seen the failure in it. and so you know, sometimes extreme measures, it, uh, I call for extreme response. He was part of uh, one of the members of the Revolutionary Action Movement, yeah. I've read. Mm-hmm. And Revolutionary Action Movement was working with nonviolent groups like SNCC and others, mm-hmm. trying to instill that nationalist, you know. Revolutionary nationalist ideology. Exactly. He must within, have been one of the ones they got. Within the movement. <laughs> you know, shoot, but... Uh, I mean, when I looked at that man's resume, though, I was like, damn, that man was into a lot of shit. Like, like he like he was every like everywhere. There's yeah. not many resumes, like, if if any. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying resumes like him amongst the living. Yeah. Amongst the living New Africans. That dude was every freaking way and all like and he was his name with what I seen. I looked at his court case and what you see from his court case. Is there's references, FBI references, that every time there was a mix, there was some mixing up going on between the police and the revolutionaries, his name was there a lot of times. <laughs> like he like he he was about that business. 
but he was a true underground revolutionary. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think the charges that they brought up on him was trumped up. I think a lot of people. About a Rico, right? Yeah. Yeah, they snitched on him. Uh, they snitched on him, but falsely snitched on him. You know, put his name in something. Um, exploited his connections. And the FBI wanted him. Mm. All this took place in, like, I think, 81, 82. The Brinks truck robbery. They've been looking at him since 69. So they've been waiting to get him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, this is the type of things we got to worry about, you know, frame up on our leaders. You know, you looking at a brother that's down there up in the projects doing acupuncture on brothers and sisters and getting them off heroin addiction and shit. And imagine what the work he could have did if he was, he was, he was around during crack, you know, if he would have been able to continue his work during the era of crack, you know, or spread that work with the help of a national black political organization yeah. to every center of black life in the, in the white American nation, you know, soon to be uh fledgling new African nation. I mean, to me, that's some like, um, you know, I look at a lot of cold, I look at a lot of kung fu movies, I keep. And you, you know what I'm saying? You hear, you see the movies of the brother, he's like a doctor, but he also a hell of a fighter. And you know, that's some hell of a shit. Like, you one minute you up and you doing acupuncture, you putting needles up in folks, doing your thing, doing high medical science, high ancient medical science. And then on the other hand, that's not a. That, you that's down not to, a, you're down, you're down to get mixed. You down to mix it up if you got to. <laughs> that's not an example that white America wanted set for New African yeah, youth. Warrior scholar, <laughs> true warrior scholar type shit. You know, make you think about the Malcolm in the picture with the, with the M16. Think about that type of balance. Think about you know what I'm yeah. saying when we talk about New African masculinity. Oof, you know what I'm saying. Mm. And the balance of servant, you know, servitude and uh, leadership, yeah, and uh, courage, and and more healing. You know what I'm saying? Like he, a war. Just to think about the balance. But this man was a warrior healer. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know? like some drug. Chop off your arm, then I'm gonna heal it. <laughs> we'll go ahead and heal it. I didn't want to have to do that, but you know, it is like this. You know what I'm saying? That's that's some that's some wild stuff right there. You yeah. know, um. You know, but he was dedicated. So, um, you know, we just, you know, give a shout out to Matulu on the uh, eighth day of Black August, his birthday. You know, honors to him. Um, hope he enjoys a blessed day wherever he, uh, where, where, whatever state he is in. So, yeah, and I'll say this anybody listening to this who has never, you know, heard about or, than any type of advocacy for political prisoners or Matula Shakur in particular. Mm. Make sure you share this or just share his story, his legacy, and the movement for his release with somebody else who you think might not know. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really starts with us spreading this and, you know, coming together wherever we at to uh, do something for his release. You know what I'm saying? Make yeah. a, You know, it could be as simple as, you know, we... The movement right now got training wheels, you know, on baby steps right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The movement has not advanced since Matulu's uh, uh, capture. Yeah. It has regressed. Yeah. The movement, ha our movement for liberation has not advanced since the Black Power movement. It has regressed. You know? You know, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, all that to say, yeah, 
do whatever you can do. You know what I'm saying? Make a post, tell a friend, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, let's uh, really also, you know, consider joining an organization yeah. or starting one. Even if it's a reading group yeah. that can, uh, you know, start bringing us together around the type of principles that Matula Shakur lived his life by. You know what I'm saying? Incorporate that in your own and in, in personal struggle. You know, a lot of people develop, you know, struggles that they are advocating for. And a lot of people skip over that. They forget about those people um, that was willing to go to the extreme for them. You know, we forget about them. So, we you know, we got to start bringing them up and remember. Um, I shake. You know what I'm saying? That's what we will say to Matulu Shakur. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank y'all for spending August 8th with us. Black August. You know what I'm saying? And uh, as usual, like, share. Divvy it up. You know what I'm saying? Give it out. And uh, we say peace. Free to land. Peace.